Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, September 13th. It's seven minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So this morning, we're going to talk about how the governor in Georgia has suspended the gas tax. Do you think the Indiana Republicans will do the same? (laughs) There's also starting the show with some comedy today. Oh, you're great. That's what we do here. There's also a famous building downtown Indianapolis that's up for sale. And we begin with the impeachment inquiry. How Speaker Kevin McCarthy officially announced he will begin an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, accusing the president of an abuse of power and being involved in a culture of corruption over Hunter's foreign business deals. Yes, it has taken them a good eight, uh, let's see, almost eight months. What is this? This is month number nine, right? And they started Mm -hmm. in month one, so that would be eight months. But they have finally, Casey, Mm -hmm. finally, after, uh, well, just just a litany of witnesses and evidence and just seemingly rock-solid paper trail that Joe Biden is arguably the most corrupt, awful person to ever hold uh, office on Pennsylvania Avenue, which that's really saying something, given some of the corrupt, awful people to have held the presidency. The Republicans now have decided to move forward, not with impeachment. Right. But an investigation into if there should be an impeachment. Okay, so they're saying that there's no evidence that links Joe Biden to these business dealings other than the texts, the emails, the WhatsApp messages, the whistleblower testimony, Hunter's laptop, uh, Biden on video talking about firing Shokin, the bank records, the government documents, the phone calls, the business meetings. What more do they want? Uh, Okay, so here is Kevin McCarthy, always just very uh, stern in his voice. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just the the way he, you know, as they taught you in broadcasting school, Casey, the way he just with confidence and enthusiasm pushes from his diaphragm, Mm -hmm. a real voice of authority and enthusiasm uh, talking about the the impeachment inquiry. And regardless of your party (laughs) or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the President and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. We are committed to getting the answers for the American public. Nothing more. Nothing less. We will go wherever the evidence takes us. And and then we're all going to hold hands <laughs> and we're going to skip down the street. We'll brush each and, other's and hair. Then, and then maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll all sing some songs together. And I loathe this guy. I mean, what a just complete wimp. What a just an undeserving, total, complete wimp running the House of Representatives. Which brings me to my next point, Casey. Yeah. Given the makeup of the House, which is very close, the Republicans have a small majority, and given how weak McCarthy is, would you be surprised at the end of this 
if the Republicans cannot get the votes to impeach Joe Biden. <laughs> no, I would not be surprised. I mean, everybody thinks this is some sort of like fait accompli. I have no faith whatsoever that the Republicans will actually impeach Joe Biden. Okay, so the House investigators, they're expected to issue subpoenas for more bank records of the president and his family, as if they don't have enough already. But And everybody's coming to Biden's defense, by the way. But here's the thing. Are they just really giving the Biden-Harris campaign uh, a gift? Well, it depends on how they handle this. I mean, if, if they act, if the Republicans actually do their job, because the evidence is clearly there. I mean, just in the small amount of testimony that's been given by the, you know, the IRS agents, et cetera. There's just, I mean, just a, just a ton of evidence against this guy. If they actually want to prove a point and they actually want to do damage to Biden, which, again, I would like to remind everybody, impeachment is not a legal process. It's a political process. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing political damage to somebody through the impeachment process. Look, the Democrats have set the standard here with, with Trump. I'm just following the Democrat standard. But I just have no faith whatsoever that the Republicans actually want to see this through. And I feel like McCarthy is doing the bare minimum to keep the speakership. And so I, I'm not sure they're actually going to do damage. So you may be right, Casey. They may do such a terrible job with this and chop the legs off Comer and Jordan, et cetera. Maybe they won't. But the track record of the Republicans is not that of a fighter. It's not a party that likes to get in the mud and, hey, bring a bazooka to a knife fight. They are just very hands-off and uh, often apologize for having ideas or whatever. So uh, who knows? I would like to point out, before we get to this Fetterman audio, yeah. uh, as you mentioned, we are available on YouTube. You can watch us in the on YouTube. You just put Kendall and Casey into your search bar. And someone, Vic, in the YouTube chat did point out my nice cardigan that I am wearing mm-hmm. here, uh, which you can see. Uh, here's what happened with this. Uh, my mother buys all my clothes for me. Yeah. And she brought something over the other day and said, I am so sick of seeing you wear the same same thing every day on the YouTube chat. So <laughs> at least for watching. at least for a few days, I can see you wear something different. So Look, there you go. And and isn't it nice that you're wearing something that she bought you? Well, yeah. I, literally, it's like going she, to use. She, I never buy clothes for myself, Casey. It's either our listeners who buy me something or my mother. And uh, I can get like nine years out of this cardigan. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll almost be 50 years old. So she'll see that a lot. Uh, you know, I wonder who does John Fetterman shopping. <laughs> Because he's always either in cargo shorts or a t-shirt or a hoodie or now some- wait 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 let's let let's not let's not judge people based on if they wear shorts and a hoodie throughout most of their existence, Casey. Because there's a lot of very great brave people mm-hmm. who wear shorts and a hoodie. Uh, <clears throat> me, um, but yes, you're right. He's ridiculous and totally nuts. But he's a senator, well, right? Well, it's true. Yeah, I, yeah is but- it dressed for the part that you want? Yeah. Let me, let me be clear. I would not be wearing shorts and a hoodie if I were a United States Senator. No, but here he is reacting to the impeachment inquiry and he sounds a little bit immature. Asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry. Has said he's going to- Oh my God, really? Oh my gosh, you know, oh, it's devastating. (laughs) Ooh, don't do it, please don't do it. Oh no, oh no. It sounds like Kev and I, after about three Long Islands, <laughs> Don't do it. Hey, Kev, should we have one more? Don't do it. It seemed like it was a little bit of a childish response. A little though, bit of him. a childish response? Yeah. Think about this, Casey. There was a time where the United States Senate was considered the greatest deliberative body in the world. 
whether you agreed with what they did or didn't do, if you rose to the level of being a United States senator, the perception of you was you were amongst the most distinguished members of our entire society. And now you have Mitch McConnell, who can't finish sentences. You have Dianne Feinstein, who may or may not be able to use the bathroom by herself anymore. This guy. Mm-hmm. I, and look, if you are this guy and there is the stuff, this guy being Fetterman, and there's the stuff out about you that, you know, you, you, you once called Biden a collapsed bridge. You can't finish sentences. You said, hi, good night, everybody. Would you be doing anything that would lead people to believe, wow, that guy is not completely there? I mean, what a I mean, it is a very serious thing Biden is being accused of, whether you agree did it or didn't do it or whatever, for the president of the United States to be accused of what Joe Biden is being accused of. And for that, I mean, it'd be one thing for Fetterman to come out and say these charges are ridiculous, like like Schumer did. I mean, we'll get to Schumer here in a minute. But at least he's wearing a suit and tie and looking professional as mm-hmm. he's hoodwinking the American people. John Fetterman has no respect for anyone, and it's gross. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, keep in mind, this is the guy who's making decisions about your health care and national security important things and he's acting like a child so much so that his aide was kind of dragging him away oh yeah the aide knew as soon as he said it by the way just one more time and then we'll move off of it kev could I, could we hear fetterman sounding like kev and i after our third long island <laughs> see about this news that uh, speaker mccarthy has formally launched an impeachment in or has said he's going to oh my god really oh my gosh you know oh it's devastating <laughs> Ooh, don't do it please don't do it Stuff. There's somebody with a voice of reason. We we gotta go. We gotta go. Ooh, Ooh, it's devastating. Don't line up another <laughs> shot. Ooh. It is 16 minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. minutes after nine it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc continuing on with the impeachment inquiry that uh kevin mccarthy has ordered into biden and this is he's getting pressure by the way because he lacks some support he did not call for a house vote which has been the tradition in this situation but rob we're here to not only entertain but also to inform so let's uh let our listeners know what is the difference between the impeachment and an impeachment inquiry uh Yes, and real quick before we get to that, you'll notice Kev rolled in with the Jimi Hendrix bumper mm-hmm. music. Have I ever told you that I got 104% in my history of Jimi Hendrix class <laughs> at IUPUI? Money well spent. I was so far ahead I, uh, because, you know, in college, they don't do A+, plus, it's just A, B, C. I didn't even have to take the final, but I took it for fun. <laughs> And uh, ace the final. That's so. a true scholar. Oh, well, yeah. I That's mean, how you have a good time. Uh, anyway, I didn't mean to derail the conversation, but anytime I hear Jim, Jimi Hendrix, I just need to point out how I got 104% in the. They, that's an actual college class, or mm-hmm. it was. I don't know if it still is, but that was an actual class. I was like, you know, you're looking through your list of classes. You got to have so many 400 level classes. And it was 
the heck is this? So, you know, you're talking about college classes, and I'm going to derail it even further. Yeah. You know how my daughter is taking the wine class? Yeah, how's Purdue? it going? Well, she said on Monday they drank a Sauvignon Blanc and a Bordeaux. And I, I said, oh, I like Sauvignon Blanc. That's a nice summer wine. It's fresh and light. And uh, what did you think of the Bordeaux? And she said she liked the Sauvignon Blanc better. And I said, well, did the Bordeaux have legs? And she replied back, legs? What do you mean? <laughs> I said, well, when you swirl the wine in a glass, it's the little ripples yeah. of wine that stick to the glass. She hasn't learned that yet? I'm like, okay, well, what are we learning in wine class? Remember when uh, you and me and Kev went to the local townie bar <laughs> and you... Ordered a $3 glass of wine? You were like asking the waitress about, you know, what year was this uh, was corked not. and what, you know... what? Yeah, the how, waitress just rolled her eyes. What, what no, temperature has this been chilled at? <laughs> uh, ma'am, this is a local townie bar. Uh, we have... <laughs> have two types of wine. We have two buck chuck. Uh, anyway, but your question, what was your question? What's the difference between impeachment and oh, impeachment yes. inquiry? Uh, so the inquiry is the investigation to determine if the forward movement of impeachment is necessary. Okay. Which is why we've been saying how stupid all of this is. You've had eight months. What the hell has the testimony and all these hearings actually been about? It, it'd be like if, the, if you felt a crime was committed, which I guess would probably apply in this case but if you felt a crime was committed and you went to the police and you said i believe a b and c has happened and the police said okay thank you and they start taking uh your testimony and your neighbor's testimony and hey fred saw it and then we go over and talk to fred and eight months later you say hey what's the the status of the investigation and they would say well we've decided to start an investigation what the hell have you people been doing for eight months so we've had an investigation and now an impeachment inquiry which may or may not lead yes. to an impeachment. We've had an investigation to determine if there needed to be an investigation, uh-huh. and now the investigation may or may not actually produce an impeachment. Okay, well, Chuck Schumer came out, and he says that an impeachment inquiry into Biden is absurd and a witch hunt. I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better, not go off on these chases and uh, witch hunts. The bottom line is, as we've said, you can only accomplish keeping the government open in a bipartisan way. There's a... Okay, so this is the guy who spent four years trying to remove Trump, right? So there's a little bit of hypocrisy yeah, going a little on. Bit. He voted to convict Trump twice, and now he says investigating Biden is a waste of time. Oh, well, of course it is, Casey. I mean, it's always a witch hunt when it's your guy in mm-hmm. charge, and it's always a, a quest to uphold the American way of life when it's the other guy in charge. What is this? You, I let you. By the way, full disclosure, uh, I let Casey do the overwhelming majority of the template yesterday. So uh, you mean like all of it? Well, I co- An overwhelming. Uh, I copied. No. So what happens all is Casey puts everything in extras, and she's like, "Use whatever you want." And then <laughs> I just kept putting off doing the template. And then about nine thirty, uh, I was like, uh, "Your template looks good." And I just started <laughs> just moving the stories that. into various parts of the. Well, what happened was here's what happened. I was uh, perusing the various. What do they call those? Uh, streaming services Mm -hmm. that we have. Yeah. And I noticed that one of them had the Joker movie, which I've never seen. Okay. And was like, it is late. However, I need to see this movie because (laughs) I've been waiting four years for it to be on a streaming service that I don't have to pay for. Mm -hmm. And it finally was. And then the next thing I noticed, it was like 1130 at night. I thought, well, 
you know, I believe in women's rights and, mm-hmm. you know, empowering women. So I'll just let you pick the template for it today. Sure. And w- what the hell is this with Elizabeth Warren? There's something marked with Elizabeth Warren on you there. You know what? It's Elizabeth Warren and also Joe Manchin coming to Joe Biden's oh! defense. But I think the better thing, let, let's skip that one and go to the next one, which is uh, Representative Scott Perry. And he just completely unloads on this reporter who claims that the impeachment inquiry is about political revenge. Yes, ma'am. Up, what actual evidence do you have as opposed to allegations to show to the American public that would merit an actual impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you? Oh, I don't know. McCarthy for the sake of enacting political revenge. Uh, this isn't about political revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interests. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 shell, shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. And we also have the president, on, the vice president at the time on record saying that the prosecutor was fired. Well, son of a bitch. The prosecutor was fired, right? Because the prosecutor was going after the, the company that his son was working on. That's what we have. If you can't see that, if you are, if you are that blind, look, I'll turn it over to the attorneys. People can't see that. They think it's political revenge. It's because you don't report on it. No, 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 you're not, We're I don't think, reporting on it today. I'm not sure how you know what the American people think, but here's what they might wonder. So it's he, he's calling out the reporters that they're not reporting on any of this, so it may seem like political revenge. But if they had just reported on it to begin with, people would know about it. Well, it's like, where has this woman been? Like, mm-hmm. all these hearings, what evidence do you have? Oh, I don't know, how about eight months of people rolling into the nation's capital talking about what a corrupt POS Joe Bob? Like, where? It's when the Dan Goldman guy came out, there's not a shred of evidence. Mm-hmm. Well, what? What the hell? What about these people? What about the texts and the WhatsApp messages and Hunter Biden's laptop and everything? It just makes the media look like part of the corruption as big time enablers. It is 928. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's declaring a state of emergency due to the 40-year high inflation. It is 9.35. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So that's the governor of Georgia. Of part of his declaration, he's temporarily suspending their state's excise tax on Gas. He says he's trying to provide direct relief to families throughout the state. With the high gas prices continuing to hit families' budgets, he wants those hardworking Georgians to get some relief. So think about the difference in leadership from the governor of Georgia. And look, let's set aside what your feelings are on the guy because of his dislike of Trump, et cetera. But the, in terms of actual governance, which is his job, Think about the difference between what you're seeing from this guy, where he's saying, we have excess revenue in our treasury. Uh, We have a crisis in front of us, which is harming the citizens of our state. It is harming the most vulnerable amongst us who desperately need to drive to and from work, childcare, et cetera. And so I'm going to lead and put the citizens instead of the government first. Compare and contrast that to the what we see here in which 
you have a very similar makeup in the sense of Georgia is a Republican state, the way it's at the state level. Indiana is a Republican state at the state level. And yet here we are repeatedly given two giant middle fingers, one by Holcomb and one by the Indiana General Assembly. And it's always this lame, ridiculous excuse of, well, how would we pay for the roads? <laughs> I mean, look, it, 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 I've long said this, and I stand by it, that the Republican, the Indiana Republican Party is a bunch of financial predators. And what I mean by that is they actually prey on the vulnerable. If you look at where the taxes are and how they're delivered in the state of Indiana, they are deliberately aimed at the most vulnerable amongst us, the least powerful amongst us, the people who would actually need tax relief the most amongst us, at and it is they target taxes at things you can't opt out of or get around. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what else you'd call that other than they are a bunch of financial predators, the people who run this state. Well, and we know that the governor here in the state of Indiana can execute emergency powers. Sure. As he did during COVID. Well, he doesn't even have to execute emergency powers because, as we know, Rod and Todd, the Flanders boys, Todd Houston, the Speaker of the House, and Rod Bray, the pro tem of the Senate, are completely subservient to Holcomb. And they do whatever he says. And that party does whatever he says. And so he doesn't even need to make an emergency declaration. If Holcomb just came out and said, I mean, let's we're having a special session and we're going to suspend the gas tax. They would do it like that. Mm-hmm. They, they don't do it because these people that run this state are addicted to big government. They are addicted to big spending. And as such, they target the taxes at things that hit people the hardest and that they can't get around. According to AAA, the average cost of gas in Georgia is currently $3.57, and that's up from $3.24 a year ago. But with the gas tax suspended, they're going to save about $0.31 cents per per gallon on gas, 35 cents on diesel. And it started today and it's going to last for a month. Uh, So that would give Georgians a nice reprieve, at least for a month, to save a few cents here and there. Now, the average cost of gas nationally, $3.82. Our old friend from Seymour uh, is back, uh, proving he's learned absolutely nothing. He's back posting on social media all the time, uh, the underachieving state rep. You remember the guy who... uh, He's the guy that he's the guy that drove intoxicated mm-hmm. and he blew through the barricade and then went the wrong way up the exit ramp and then uh, may or may not have uh, been trying to deceive the police and not be found and then mm-hmm. parked his car behind a business and then was like super shady in his answers to the pl- what Jim Lucas Jim Lucas yes thank you I just I always forget his name he's uh, apparently it's been a month or two or whatever it's been so now he's back doing the thing where he posts memes about not complying to the government and how awful the government is and and so my question to him now is when he posts the do not comply like if Holcomb shuts the state down mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. or does mask mandates again is Lucas said is that an excuse like if the authorities show up to my house or whatever like is is that but my point on all this is all these people do is 
jack around on their social medias all day. They they are not serious people. And it is this whole thing of, well, someone should really do something about it. Mm-hmm. You people are the ones who should do something about it. And nobody ever does anything about it in this state, Casey. It is amazing. We keep electing these people who absolutely hate you. They absolutely hate you. My point in all this was I got asked by somebody on this thread when I had commented. I said, you know, hey, are, are you now admitting? Because, you know, it's all the government's tired. Tyrannical or whatever the phrase is, these stupid things that he posts, acting like he's not in the government. And somebody said, why don't you ever rip on the Democrats? What what Democrats in this state are there to rip on? Mm. The Democrats don't control anything here. The Democrats have no statewide offices. They have two of the nine House seats. They have super minorities in the legislature. What the hell am I supposed to say about the Democrats? They're not to blame for any of this. It's the Republicans. And you look at it and you see this happening in Georgia. And you say, well, how is Georgia funding their roads? If Georgia can suspend its gas tax and we're told how much better our governance is and how much more responsible our governance is and how much more efficient our government governance is here than anybody else. How is it that Georgia can do it? But in the state of Indiana, if you say, hey, why don't you suspend the gas tax and help people? Well, how would we fund the roads? Well, and Georgia's only doing it for one month. So it would be a nice relief for all Hoosiers if uh, they just took a lead from the peach state. Let's talk about this nurse who has come out and uh broken her silence after nearly six decades. This is in regards to the Kennedy assassination in Dallas. So this nurse, her name is Phyllis Hall. She was present in the emergency room after John F. Kennedy was fatally shot in 1963. And she's corroborating what a Secret Service agent has claimed that there was just uh, this pristine bullet sitting on the what do you call it? A, the gurney? Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, and I've changed my mind on this. I used to think Oswald acted alone. Uh, Vincent Bugliosi wrote a book years ago that was phenomenal. It's like a like a textbook. I mean, it's thousands of pages, and he made the case. Vincent Bugliosi was the Manson prosecutor on how Oswald did it alone. And as a younger man, I read that book, and I said, wow, that's just like ironclad. But the older I get, and the more I realize the government is evil and awful and manipulative and deceptive and just horrific, I now subscribe to that there were totally more than just Oswald in, involved. But however, mm-hmm. and we're going to play this lady, but I'm putting a, I'm saying, look, if you have not said something after 60 years, I don't believe anything you have to say. If you, I mean, come on, you've had 60 years mm-hmm. to speak out on this. Yeah. And there's absolutely, you don't get to come out now and go, uh, th- this bombshell evidence that I've just not reported all these years. Okay, so she's 88 years old, and this is her recollection of the day that JFK was shot. I got into trauma one. I walked over to the carriage and immediately knew that it was President Kennedy. Also, in my estimation, he was dead on arrival. Um, I started trying to feel for vital signs there. I could feel no pulses. I did not have a stethoscope at that time. So um, his eyelids were about half closed, and his color was what, in medical terms, we call cyanotic, and that means it's a bluish gray. His, his eyelids were about half closed, and his pupils were fixed and dilated. And at this time, I noticed what I, what appeared to me to be a big exit wound right underneath his Adam's apple and just before the, the notch there at the top of the breastbone. And on the cart, halfway between the earlobe and the shoulder, 
there was a bullet laying almost perpendicular there. But I have not seen a picture of that bullet ever since that day. So she's asserting that that bullet had actually fallen from a wound from Kennedy. Yeah, and let me be very clear. When I'm when I'm talking about this uh, this land, uh, what's his name, Landis, the mm-hmm. Secret Service agent. Yeah. When I'm saying after 60 years, you don't get to, I'm huge doubts about anything if you haven't spoken up for 60 years this interview with this nurse was like actually a decade ago so she i I want to be clear i was not talking about her i'm talking about him because she spoke out about this a long time look i think the average american believes some serious 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 shenanigans took place that day in dallas that the government is super deceptive and manipulative all the things we learned about the government on the regular now i'm not sure it's changed all that much over the past 60 years we're just more aware Mm -hmm. because of the internet etc on what our government is and so i don't think it should surprise anyone that that most people don't think Oswald acted alone and uh, put me in that camp. Well, it definitely puts the magic bullet theory into question. It's 945. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's in front of 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us this morning. So this is uh, interesting. The U.S. Libertarian Party has filed for conservatorship (laughs) over President Biden and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. They refer to them as geriatric elites, (laughs) mentally unfit to properly serve the American populace. Uh, The Libertarian Party as a collective is a complete crap show, but sometimes part of the fun of that is you can do things that other people or parties simply wouldn't do and this is one of them uh where the part of the libertarian party the national party not mm-hmm. to be confused with the, the state party has filed for and this is like an official thing they've like really done it it's not like something they're just chuckling about mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure they're chuckling about it but they've actually really uh, filed the paperwork yeah now this is according to newsweek mm-hmm. uh spokesman for the libertarian party said that they had conferred with several attorneys including three who drafted the paperwork who said that legally an organization can have a conservative over an individual in Washington, D.C. Quote, is it going to be a fight in the courts? Obviously, but we're committed to filing this thing, and we wanted to send a really strong statement that we're serious about getting someone in the White House who has the mental capacity to run the country because we don't have that right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that they said Biden is incapacitated, and the subject exhibits obvious signs of mental confusion and cognitive decline in public. Anytime I heard the word conservatorship, you know who I think. Britney of. Spears. Exactly. Well, and, and look, here, it, here, here's the thing. We've talked about this many, many times. The Libertarian Party, society would be much better served if the Libertarian Party as a collective, I'm talking statewide and nationally, could get its act together. Because let's face it, the Republicans have failed miserably. We don't even, we could speak until next week and not be able to cover the Democrats. And society really look is looking for a viable third option in many cases. But there isn't there isn't a party that's been able to give it to them or really candidates who have been able to give it to them. When strong independents or third party candidates run, I'm talking well-funded, they they can win they can win or they can at least be competitive. But 
the Libertarian Party is still just got too many people in it who are running this quasi Dungeons and Dragons society. No mm-hmm. offense if you play that. I'm sure it's wonderful. But th- th- that's the way the party's run. There's too many people in it. And there are some really great people in the Libertarian Party. But there's a battle in that party right now. I've seen it play out at the state level. Where do we want to be a serious operation where we go out and raise money and knock on doors and become a viable alternative? Or do we just want to be a club and we're mad when more people get in the club? So, you know. Things like this, I think, are great for publicity, but how do you turn that into something that will actually help give people a viable alternative? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's many people who would agree that they don't have the mental capacity to do the job, but it makes the Libertarian Party look like a joke. Well, I mean, let's face it. It's unserious. I am, and you've heard this admitted by many people, I am the most effective Libertarian in the entire state of Indiana, if you want to look at who has garnered more votes for the Libertarian Party. And I'm a Republican in good standing, Casey. Mm -hmm. And that's, if you look at the two most recent elections, 2022 and 2020, the Libertarian Party did incredibly well where in our listing area you get outside of the listing area Mm -hmm. it's a joke and and so in in this state because people would love to have a viable alternative rainwater did fine one of the reasons rainwater did very well is he was a normal guy with good plans good ideas he spoke normally looked professional he's a member of the military and people looked at that and said okay i'm sick of holcomb and i'm sick of what holcomb's doing to our state i'll vote for that guy but the libertarians don't consistently run people like Like that and they don't raise money Mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's just i'm not doing it this time i've done (laughs) enough for this party i've done enough and i get absolutely no reward whatsoever for it hey let's talk about what's going on downtown indy uh emma's corporation the former owner of this radio station looking for a buyer for this building we're sitting in right now 40 monuments what do you think it's worth what do you think the building's worth uh what did they say 35 million is the asking price wow yeah. You got that? I mean, you're stupid rich, so you got that laying around? I'm not stupid or rich. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say you were stupid. I said you're stupid rich. I don't rich. have $35 million in my back pocket. It's a 140,000-square-foot building. Yeah. And uh, during the interview that Jeff Smolian did with WIBC, who, who interviewed him? Oh, Donnie Burgess interviewed him. They said that they're going to relocate Emmis. So oh. one good thing, I think, for a potential buyer is that maybe, hopefully, there's a long-term tenant already in the building in Radio 1. Yeah, and uh, it'll make more money for Jeff Smolian. And, <laughs> I, man, I've really got to be, I've really got to become friends with that guy. Mm-hmm. I really blew the six years he owned this place by not cozying <laughs> up to him more. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning.